Hey guys, welcome back to Ableton Cast. This is Kevin. Today I've got a really cool episode with Laura Escaday. Uh, in my opinion, she's the queen of Ableton. She's amazing. Um, I'm going to let her tell you sort of about everything that she's done because it's quite a lot. Also, always got to say special thanks to Recording Studio Rockstar Podcast for being a sponsor. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ledge. Again, if you haven't heard their podcast, please check it out. Recording Studio Rockstars. It's amazing. Um, got a bunch of deals to tell you guys about. Um, Ableton still got that great sale going on. 30% off all of their software, which is pretty amazing. I think that's going on until sometime in May. Sound Toys has a great deal on their... Uh, they're giving away their effects rack. Uh, free and that's free to use till June I believe Output, one of my favorites they have I think 35% off all of their engines Waves of course they always have some great deals but I think they've got sort of 40% 40, 40 off uh, bundles and plugins so that's really good uh, Native Instruments always has some good things going on so always worth checking those uh, sites out and, and I'm sure there's more that I haven't heard about but those are the main ones that are on my radar so I hope everybody is doing okay I know we're all pretty much on lockdown worldwide so we're all getting used to um, the new normal really so I hope everybody is well and safe and I wanted to say again thanks so much for listening I really appreciate it if you have any questions, any comments, uh, you can send them to me. I've got a new simple email address, which is abletoncast at gmail.com. So please feel free to email me with questions, comments. Uh, if you want to have some of your music on the podcast, I'd love to have some. Always looking for more music. Please, I know there's people from all over the world who listen to this. So I would love to have something from, well, anyone. I know there's people who listen in Australia. New Zealand, Switzerland, Norway, Canada, America, so on. So please, anybody who's listening, I'd love to have some extra music. Just like the stuff that's playing right now. It's from a friend in Canada. Uh, I'd love it to have some more instrumental stuff to play. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining me. We've had quite a few technical gremlins trying to get this call going, but we finally made it. So I'm so grateful that you've um, given some of your time for this. So thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Um, honestly, I think if there was a queen of Ableton, it should be you. So I'm super pumped to have you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I thought I would maybe start, obviously I could try and tell everybody um, what what you do and sort of what you've done, but I thought it might be better if I just ask you if you could just fill us in on kind of what you've been up to um, sort of over the last kind of 10 years, really, because I know you've done a lot of different stuff and you're doing a lot of different stuff. So could you just kind of share a bit about what you've been doing for the last 10 years? Or so sure just you know just a lot of chilling hanging out Not, nothing much <laughs> sure <you know>. sure <laughs> no um so i'm a violinist uh originally i was a classical musician and fell in love with electronic music and 
producing electronic music when I went to my first rave in college. And from there, just got super into the tech end of things and ended up moving to Los Angeles and working at a company called M Audio, which then got me a job with a, a little known company called Ableton. At the time, it was, uh, you know, just a very, you know, a lot smaller than it is now. And um, I was a product specialist there. And so I was a product specialist from 2007 to 2008. And uh, they decided to restructure the company when the economy tanked in 2008. And I unfortunately got laid off, which was a big bummer at yeah. the time. But um, but they said, well, since we got to lay you off, we're going to make you the first Ableton certified trainer. And I said, okay. Well, I don't know exactly what that means, but <laughs> I will take it. So I took the title of Ableton certified trainer and pretty soon I started getting calls from companies and organizations like Cirque du Soleil and Kanye West and Miguel and garbage and a bunch of different artists, Boney Bear, and started working with them on their shows and uh, became a playback engineer and programmer. And I toured for a number of years with Kanye, about seven years, and did pretty much every show uh, that he did in the span of that time and was traveling the world and uh, founded my company, Electronic Creatives, to give other people uh, opportunities to, to do the work that I did and started training people to become programmers. And um, so that was uh, 2012 that I formally started the company. So I've been heavily evol involved in education and training people and helping people with their careers in that respect. And um, I've also been doing a lot of online education, especially recently in the past year with a live performance program called Transmute, which I'm actually getting ready to launch again in May. It's very exciting. So yeah, I do all things music, technology, live performance, and um, all based around Ableton Live. Oh man, that is awesome. That is so cool. Oh, thank you. So can I just ask you a quick question? Just before you started Ableton, you were with M Audio. I wonder what you were doing with M Audio. So I was doing uh, tech support at first, and then I did some sales. And then I did um, artist tech support. So I was basically the tech support for all the artists that needed help with their setup. So it was there that I really started to like hone my technical skills um, for artists that were, you know, operating on a on a bigger scale and, and using Ableton Live and M Audio equipment for their live yeah. shows. Yeah, and so leading up to the job at M Audio. Did you have much knowledge of sort of how MIDI worked and all that stuff? I did. I mean, I <laughs> I had taken a MIDI class in college, which was kind of uh, didn't really teach me that much. Um, but I, I, knew, I had a working knowledge of MIDI, but it was really when I got it, got to M Audio that I really just got into it deeper and just started learning quite a bit more. And I was performing a lot in LA as well as a solo artist and so I was just using Ableton Live as the the software to do all that, and so yeah, it was it was definitely a time where I was um, 
absorbing a lot of information. Yeah. Wow. So you went from M-Audio, you go to Ableton, you work there for a, a short amount of time. Yeah, I was there for about a year. About mm-hmm. a year. And then from that point, after that point, how do you transition to sort of starting to tour with artists like Kanye and others? I really just started getting calls based on relationships that I'd made and um, people knew my name and knew that I was working at Ableton. And so when people had Ableton questions, they would just refer me and, um, and, you know, Cirque du Soleil literally looked on the Ableton website and was looking for an expert and saw my name. And at the time I was one of the only certified trainers. And so that's how that job came about. And, you know, with Kanye, I was introduced to his engineer by, someone at a music store in LA that I had a relationship with and they said, Hey, do you want to, you know, go hang out with Kanye's uh, engineer and he needs some help and ended up just kind of vibing with them. And they said, Hey, do you want to, you know, go on tour? And so just one thing led to another. It was just really mostly about the relationships that I was making at the time. So when you were on tour with, with Kanye, I wasn't planning on asking you about this right off the bat. Um, but I thought, as you mentioned it, we may as well just kind of dive into it. When you were on tour with Kanye, were sure. you doing, you were doing like sort of a playback engineer plus programming as well? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, playback engineering and programming um, as well as auto-tune, vocal effects, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can you remember what that playback rig was like at that time? Well, there's a couple of different iterations of it. I mean, I think the first iteration was um, kind of the standard Motu ultralight redundant rig with a radial SW8. And I had that for a time. And then it was like a Motu 16A rig. It had more channels. And then it ended up being, uh, in the last tour, it ended up being a Maddie rig. And um, we were, yeah, we were using just all digital stuff, AES for the vocal effects at that point. And in all of your time, you know, uh, working with, say, Kanye, did you ever have Ableton crash on you? Did you ever have anything not go not go right? Or, or did the sort of backup redundancy rig always catch any glitches i mean that's really what the backup's for um so you know to be honest i didn't really have too many issues it was more so really not with ableton but with other circumstances like around you know like for instance the cable getting pulled out by someone you know on the other side or like the you know the wireless mic all of a sudden just losing connection to the wireless rack and then there was a, a noise that happened and or um, the water, rain from a rainstorm, all of a sudden the tarp broke at a yeah. festival that we were at and everything got rained on. So really just more of circumstances like that. I mean, Ableton was rock solid throughout the time. And there was occasionally some strange things, but, you know, of course, I was pushing the software to its limits and trying to do a lot of weird stuff with it. So, yeah, you know, when when things like that happen, it's just, you know, just have to kind of recalibrate and, you know. Now, when you're running that show, um, what what are you doing 
whilst whilst the show is going on, is it you who's who is firing things off, or was it one of sort of Kanye's band members who was sort of uh, trigger triggering Ableton? What what was your role when it came to showtime? Yeah, so with with Kanye, um, I wasn't actually triggering the tracks, um, which uh, you know, with other artists that I worked with, that was a main role of mine. Um, so what I was focused on was editing the tracks, uh, making sure that everything sounded the way that people wanted them to sound, make sure, making sure that you know, whatever transitions were right, whatever uh, elements were in in-ears that people wanted in their in-ears, um, and also the vocal effects and so making sure, you know, the autotune was in the right key, making sure to, you know, place the delays um, right at certain notes during the show, making sure to turn on, you know, distortion or pitch shifting or whatever kind of vocal effects he wanted at the right times during the show. So manipulating his effects in real time. Um, yeah. Can you mention how, how you were doing that? Like what sort of uh, hardware did you have to be sort of manipulating things live? Oh, it was all through Ableton. Yeah. It, just with the MIDI straight. controller? Sorry, that's what I was um, referring to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually using a, a Wii controller um, just because it's so easy to kind of turn things on and off and it fits in your hand and you can just kind of, it's almost like a game. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was using a Wii controller and, um, and yeah, mostly just involved in editing the tracks and making sure everything sounded good as well as the, the vocal effects. Oh, cool. Now, you mentioned um, another band, which is probably my favorite band of all time, which is Bonnie Vare. So um, I wondered if I could ask you what was your role with them if you did, I think you said you did something. Yeah, so I met um, Justin through working with Kanye and um, I worked on his vocal effects and keyboard rig um and basically just to resample some sounds so that they could play them through midi and to um help make his vocal effects sound good when he was using like the harmonizer and the auto-tune and all that all that kind of stuff yeah oh that that sounds cool i know this is all normal <laughs> stuff for you because you've done it it it's it's your <laughs> life you've you've lived through it but to somebody else who hasn't done it, it just sounds absolutely amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it was definitely fun. I definitely had many years of fun touring with all different kinds of artists. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so do you want to talk about what that sort of led to now? I know you mentioned um, Electronic Creatives, and I know that's a really cool company. Do you want to mention just a bit more about that to anybody who doesn't know what you guys do? Yeah, so um, I originally created EC as an educational platform. We were doing a lot of Ableton masterclasses um, before I was touring. Then when, once I got into touring, I um, was getting so many calls from bands and artists wanting me to go and tour with them. And one of the artists was uh, a little known artist at the time called The Weeknd. Yeah, and wow. This was back in 2011, 2012. And they said, hey, do you want to, you know, go on this tour? And I said, well, no, because I'm touring with Kanye, but um, I have this other person that I think would be great. And he works for my company. And so I had another person from my company that I trained. And uh, so I just kept kind of training people and 
matching them up with people and put the, putting them on tour. And then uh, after a while, I was like, oh, wow, I actually have <laughs> like a real company and started just kind of building that up and training more people and then adding more staff. And um, so I, over, especially over the last couple of years, have added, you know, definitely quite a few people more on the administrative side and um, internal side in that structure. And um, we do like a lot of just music playback events and have something called master track, which is a pro programming, um, live, uh, live performance, live show programming, um, course that you can take in person. And so, yeah, it's been, um, an interesting journey for sure, especially now in the time of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> we don't necessarily, um, you know, have a lot to do in, in the, uh, the touring realm right now but um i've also been really focused on you know my personal brand and my performing and um, educational platforms and just thought leadership in the past couple of years and i've created um, some online educational uh, experiences one is called transmute and um, it's an online program for artists to learn how to level up their live shows and to be able to learn how to do all the tech and design their performances and basically all of the knowledge that I've gained from, you know, touring with Kanye to my own performances, I've uh, put it into this program and uh, it's a two month long uh, accelerator program for artists to learn how to create that next level live show that they want and to be self-sufficient and be in control of their show. So that's really exciting to me because I, I love working with artists and helping them get to the next level with their uh, performances. And so it's a little bit of a different spin. I mean, the playback stuff is great. And, um, you know, that's a little bit more behind the scenes. And uh, with Transmute, it's uh, for artists that want to be on stage controlling all of their own um, software and hardware and want to learn innovative ways to um, take their shows to the next level. Yeah, that that sounds amazing. And did you say, is that online or is that something you, you have to physically be in LA to do the course? No, it's actually online. Yeah, so um, we're uh, starting it again on May 4th. Um, we are actually uh, accepting applications right now. Um, so it's an exciting time because we've already got some amazing artists from all around the world enrolled and Last year, we I held it twice, and we had incredible artists from all around the world, from Singapore to Slovenia and Barcelona and the UK and <laughs> just everywhere. And it's been a beautiful experience because, um, you know, everyone's got such different takes on their on their music and their art and how they want to perform. And just seeing the transformations with these artists through the program is incredible. And and now it's it's a, the perfect time for it, actually, because people are stuck yeah, at home for and sure. they're looking to level up their looking to level up their skills. And we're, we've added a bunch of all the ninja live streaming tips and tricks that I've learned and um, helping artists to perform their best shows online. So it's very, very cool. And um, it's a very fun program. And I encourage anyone listening, if you're interested to to check out transmuteaccelerator.com and all the information about the program is there. Wow, that's amazing. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. It's it's uh, like a piece of my heart, you know, because when I first started out, I had a lot of people saying, oh, you can't, you know, you can't learn the technology. It's going to be too hard or especially, you know, when I would started touring, like you can't do this or how are you going to, you know, how are you going to be able to pull that off if it's over your head or whatever. There's just a lot of people out there that <laughs> think they know a lot. And, and so I really wanted to make it my mission to prove all of them wrong. And, and also now I just want to help others with, um, to realize their own dreams and passions. And, and, um, that just fulfills me so much. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, I'm guessing it's probably what, what you've been doing. Um, you probably don't see a, a ton of females doing that role or probably when, at least when you first started out, maybe you see more now. But. Yeah, I mean, definitely with playback. Um, I mean, there's only one other woman that I know, and I trained her, and she's amazing. Um, but there's not a lot, especially at the high high level. Yeah. Um, so I really made it my mission to, you know, help uh, get women into um, into the playback world, and uh, there's more so women in the in transmute, um, and there's been a lot of like badasses come through that are just just doing amazing things with right now with their performances. So, um, in fact, now I just I've seen a lot of them online live streaming and using a lot of the tools and techniques that they use from transmute. So, it's really really cool to see that, and just like it's it's so much more fulfilling for me to be able to help them yeah i mean i think that is the the power of ableton isn't it it's like it just unlocks so many things for for artists and it, it is amazing and i think once you discover what it can do there's just no going back to the old ways absolutely absolutely and it's so deep too i mean you know it took me years to learn all the tips and techniques that i learned and it's just kind of, it's interesting that there's just so much to explore. And just when you think you know everything, I mean, I, I'm constantly learning new things. And so it's it's exciting to to be involved with a software program and a community that's just so impactful. Yeah. Um, so you are somebody who's dug really deep into Ableton. Um, you know, I've seen some of your kind of online performances and it's really cool. And sort of you sort of breaking down things on what you're doing which i think is amazing um but but i wondered if you could um just give us the sort of average user or somebody who's just getting started with ableton um maybe a few just a few tips on things that you think we may not know things that we haven't discovered yet because we're just using ableton in a fairly basic standard Mm. way at the moment yeah i would say um well first of all one of my um, themes that I love to talk about is using technology to overcome limiting beliefs because I feel like a lot of us have these beliefs that we adhere to that are ingrained in us like I can't sing or I can't play piano or I can't do this or that and one of the main reasons why I love technology is it it allows you to do those things so for instance with auto-tune you know I used to think um, that why, why would anyone use auto-tune? If you can't sing, just don't sing. And, you know, I, I just didn't really understand the value of auto-tune. And then after working with artists like Kanye, I realized that uh, he's using it to express himself and to be able to sing and feel comfortable with singing. And, and uh, I just immediately recalibrated. And now I just really adore how music and technology 
allows you to overcome these limiting beliefs and to how it allows artists to express themselves. So that's, that's the main thing, you know, about using Ableton Live and the tools. And then to go a little deeper into that, you know, there's um, all different kinds of ways that you can automate things in, in Ableton Live. Um, for instance, using a software, a scripting language called CliffX, where you can program it to change different things for you in real time automatically. And so I heavily rely on things like CliffX in order to, to change and manipulate things for me because it's like a, having a third hand. Yeah. So when you're doing a really complex live set and you want to, you know, move to a next song or do, do something different, um, you could just click a button and boom, it'll change all these presets and all these things for you and you don't have to think about it. And that's what I love is just making the performance easier, making what's happening under the hood and a little bit easier so that you can focus on engaging with the audience and performing and not having your face stuck in the laptop or look like you're taking your email, you know, is the, as yes. the joke. Yeah, know, yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I saw one of your performances. I think it was um, at the Ableton Loop uh, conference, and mm. you had something going which I thought was quite cool. Um, you were playing your violin, and there was some bit of software that would um, sort of convert the audio to MIDI. Don't know what that was, but that sounded pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm using a software called MIDI Merlin, and I'm using that in real time to control the Unreal Gaming Engine, which is a VR engine. And a friend of mine had designed um, an environment in Unreal, and I use my violin and controllers to create um, nodes and modules and change colors and change shapes um, in the video software. So it's pretty cool um, to be able to do that in real time. Um, using this audio to MIDI software. Yeah, wow. Um, I'm sure it's always changing, but I wondered if you could walk us through what your live setup is, your sort of current live setup. Yeah, so um, I've got two violins, one acoustic electric and one electric. And the electric one is just a MIDI violin. Uh, it's, it's not actually a MIDI violin, but I use it as a MIDI violin. So I'm using that through the MIDI Merlin software and I'm controlling a, a Hawken Continue Mini synthesizer with the violin. So um, basically the Hawken Continue Mini um, is a very expressive synthesizer and it has the ability to adapt to the violin's little nuances like um, vibrato and shifting and slides and things like that in a way that other synthesizers don't allow you to. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I'm using the violin to control the continue mini. I'm using the acoustic one just for regular effects. I'm using, um, an even tied H9 for my, uh, for my acoustic electric violin, as well as one for my vocals. So I've got tons of, um, effects and then I'm controlling those with my various controllers, like the Wii controller, um, like the Livid Instruments Ohm RGB, the Ableton Push Controller, and I'm using a um, MIDI Fighter um, Twister 
uh, for different effects as well. So it's uh, mostly violins and controllers, and then I also have a, a Rolly Rise um, as a key. Yeah, cool. And are you using two laptops, sort of one main and one redundancy to run all of that? So I'm using one main and then one for the MIDI violin. Um, because it's just it takes up a lot of resources and um, running it all on one computer I just have to bring my buffer yeah. size up when I do that and that's kind of you know a pain <laughs> so I've got uh, you know the second laptop I mean in a pinch I could you know switch over to just using that um, so it's kind of like a redundancy but for my own personal show um, you know I, I have the two laptops and then I just it's non-redundant unless I of course need to make it re need to switch over to the second one and in that case I would just lose the MIDI violin and that would be fine yeah sure um do you want to tell us a bit about you know uh who you are as as an artist and what you've been doing what you're up to yeah so I call my sound future classical and uh, it's basically the combination of my years of training as a violinist with the futuristic sounds, synth sounds that I like right now. And so I combine those elements to create my own sound and it's very cinematic and very film scorey. And so I love to um, create music um, and under that genre, we'll call it. <laughs> and um, really just about creativity and inspiration and expressing my my feelings and emotions through um through creating these sounds and it's mostly instrumental got some vocal uh things that i do but largely in instrumental and i just want you know listeners to kind of be able to be transported into a, like a scene from a movie um and also doing a lot of violin looping and instrument looping to create, you know, beds of sounds that are kind of a lot bigger than uh, normally one person would be able to create. Yeah. Okay. That is, that's really neat. And I think, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen, seen you live, uh, there is, there's, um, there's a fair bit of footage of you on YouTube doing your thing, which I think is really, really helpful. Um, to kind of see what, what you're doing. And of course, you explain a, a lot of things in that Ableton, um, in that Ableton mm. uh, video. It's the loop uh, from, I think, from their latest uh, loop sort of convention that they had. Yeah. And that was really cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was super fun to be, you know, performing and presenting at loop and just to see all of my extended Ableton family there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, one question I like to uh, ask each of my guests is, um, hey, do you have a favorite Ableton stock plugin? You know, probably Echo now. Sure. <laughs> I love Echo. Um, I love to just turn up the feedback and kind of um, put that on violin and just um, mess around with um, the not in stereo or stereo echoes and um, just different pitch shifting stuff. And yeah, so that's like my favorite thing. Yeah, sure. Um, over, you know, you know, the, the many years that you've been working with, with Ableton, both sort of live in the studio, I wondered, um, are there any mistakes that you've made that you think, um, that you think we should sort of learn from that you could say, Oh, let me save you a bit of time. Don't do this. 
I would say if you can find a step-by-step course, I would do that. Um, You know, because piecing it all together using YouTube or other resources. I mean, there's, there's great stuff out there, but um, you know, it just takes a little bit longer than, than if you were to take a step-by-step course. So like there's actually like free courses with, I think Berkeley is offering one, um, you know, there's other courses that are pretty inexpensive out there. And I would just say like, you know, take it step by step and, and go through a program like that. And then, um, you know, like that, honestly, that's why I created Transmute because I couldn't find anything for live performers that was a step by step process on how to design their show. And, um, I just felt compelled to, to help artists and to create that. And I, and the feedback that I've gotten is that the, because it's step-by-step, it really helps them to um, envision, design, and perform their show. And that's kind of like the three pillars of the program. Um, so I would say like, if you can um, find a, a, a program, an, an online course that will take you step-by-step through what you want to learn. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, Laura, thank you so much for your time. I think lastly, I know you've got a lot. You're welcome. I know you've got a lot going on, so I always <laughs> love. I always love to give people a chance just to sort of plug everything that they're going on. You've sort of talked about a number of things, but are there are there websites that people should check out? Any social media that you'd like people to check out? Yeah, so definitely um, check out my website, lauraescaday.com. Um, definitely check out transmuteaccelerator.com. That's my transmute program. We offer, are offering a few scholarships for people that are impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. So definitely, um, if you're interested in checking it out, go to the website and fill out an application. And um, yeah, those, those are the main things right now. Just, you know, check out my music on my site and, you know, follow me on Instagram. I'm always on there and, you know, shoot me a DM if you have another question, if you've heard something here that piqued your interest or you want to know more. Well, Laura, thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. And just everyone that's listening, please, during this time, you know, just try to stay as creative as possible and go for your dreams. It's really the time to do that. Yeah. Awesome. 